This is the iSell Podcast. Each week, we publish an interview with top industry leaders to help educate you on your business journey. Check out iSellNetwork.com for more interviews and materials to help train, motivate, and inspire you. Now, here's your host, Zach Johnson. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode. We have a really awesome guest today. He's actually done some work for us in the past, and I think he's going to have some really good insights on uh you know, producing video and, and some of the new changes with COVID and all the stuff that has really changed our, our landscape of the world. Uh, Jeff Van Roy from Dundee Digital. How's it going? Good. How Good. are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. Thanks I'm excited to kind of jump into this. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a video production company, we started in 2012. Um, we do a lot of traditional commercials, but we also do a lot of um, videos that were shown at events, um, just testimonial documentary style content. Can you take me kind of what got you here? I mean, why did you decide to, I mean, an entrepreneurial venture is never an easy one. We never pick it because it's the easy path. We pick it because there's some passion behind it. And where did that come from? Right. So I got my back. I started in TV is my background uh, broadcast. I went straight into directing, uh, directed the news for a lot of years. Probably did that for three or four years. <clears throat> and as my career progressed, you know, equipment changed a lot. Technology changed a lot. Um, I was producing commercials at the TV station and kind of dabbled in a little bit of freelance and, and that sort of thing, but I wasn't really quite ready to jump all in in 2006, 2007. A friend of mine at the time um, was kind of getting into weddings and he wanted somebody to shoot him with it, with him and the equipment was going down. So we were going to just book a couple of weddings just to buy gear and just grow a little bit just as a hobby. And we shot one wedding. They shared it online. It got 2000 views and it was kind of like this little wedding business just came out of nowhere, right? Right. So we started a business with this guy, and um, he realized quickly that running a business wasn't for him. Um, I had a job that I was working full-time, uh, kind of a corporate communications type job. And I was starting to book more and more commercial work uh, just on the side. And I got to the point where I was running out of vacation days just booking this commercial work. So I just decided to jump jump right in. Um Best way to do it. Yeah, right. Burn the bridges. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, all right, I got to do this. And then that my previous um, <clears throat> employer was one of our first clients, so we did a big recruiting campaign for them. So, you know, it was building those relationships and really, you know, starting to build the network of what we were trying to do. So shortly thereafter, um, I went on my own, and we since transitioned from weddings. You know, we're just focused on commercial and corporate documentary-style productions now. So it's been eight years. Do you like that a lot better? Yeah, it's great. I mean... Weddings are fine, but it's just not a, you know, you're not going to do it forever. You get to the point. You get a little burnt out. You get a little burnt out quick. You go to one wedding, you've been to all weddings. Right. But yeah. the good thing, when you're shooting them, you learn everything. Like, you're learning on the fly. It's like shooting a live event, but you're cinematic about it. You're telling a story. So, you pick up a lot. Just So, did you go to school for for media and communications yep. and all that, or mostly film? Or what, what was your kind of background? I went for broadcasting. Um, okay. You know, a degree that doesn't even exist anymore, but... My first, I had to get an internship out of, out of college. I went to UNK, so the only place was the TV station there. And the only thing they had was the national sales uh, intern, right. which I was not interested in going that path at all. Uh -huh. But a guy at the time came in. He was moving to Omaha, the production manager, and offered me the director job. I'd never direct, I'd never worked a newscast before. That was so your first gig? First kind gig, of? yeah. So wow. I skipped like, cameras, audio, all that stuff went straight into directing, which was awesome, which was a ton of fun. But it is literally the same thing every day. Right. Every day you push the same buttons. Yep. And it's live news, so it's exciting. But after a while, you know, gets yeah. old. The buzz kind of wears off. Yeah. So then they transferred me to KPTM. Same thing. You know, moved to Omaha, and I was the weekend director there. 
but it's cool because I could also produce commercials on the side and that was more what I wanted to do. Um, so let's dive in. So the whole point of this podcast is to give people some encouragement at any point in life. Like I feel like any entrepreneur has to sell things, um, whether it's just um, how their value, what their value system is, how they, how they decide on their pricing um, and just building word of mouth business and, and taking the jump and the leap on yourself. Right. So it sounds like you, there was a business partner early on. Yep. And that was Dundee digital as well. Yep. Okay. Well, we, him and I started just kind of under our own name, but then okay. we created Dundee Digital. I don't think he was part owner of that company, uh-huh. but it was kind of the, under yeah, the same. Yeah, gotcha. They were the same thing. So how was how was the journey to to jump into like from going from that that job where you had the set hours, you knew what was coming in, it was yes repetitive, but you knew what was happening every day. What was that transition like? I mean, now eight years ago to jump into that, like, was it just crazy? You know, at the very beginning, let's as a timeline. The spring 2012, when I made the leap, I, I was super busy. I had a lot going on. And then as that work kind of got done, there was a little bit of a lull of like, oh, man, did I make the right choice? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it had to be busy enough for me to to take off. But, you know, at the end of the day, I never looked back. There was never time to sit and look back and think about the decision I made because I had to hit this. I had, I had to hit it. You know what I mean? So I'm just going out, beating the streets and just building my network, connecting with people never had the opportunity to take it just to think about it. Right. Cause you just took the leap and yeah. you just had to do it. So you talk about beating the streets. A lot of the people that listen, like do the door to door, you know, kind of business. That's what, what, what my business is focused on is that's how we generate a lot of business and then get a lot of word of mouth off of that. But what were you, what would that, that, that look like for you? Like when it started to dry up, where did you go to get business? Yeah. The great thing about doing business in Omaha is they always call it like the biggest small town in the country. You know, everybody Absolutely. knows everybody. We work a lot with marketing directors. We do a lot of nonprofit work and the people that are on the boards of those are on the boards of other nonprofits. So once we started kind of growing in those communities and producing content, it was, it was asking for, um, you know, some, some introductions, but it was also just word of mouth. Social media was big for us back then to just get our, get our name out there. Um, there was some, we, pitch to the types of companies that we wanted to be working for. We would come up with a specific package or we'd show them something that we thought they could do something similar to. And that worked really well because a lot of our clients didn't even realize what we could do for them until we started showing them. They didn't even understand the idea. So you, you would find a client that you wanted to work with. You'd build a package before they even knew they needed it. And then you'd go pitch it. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, this is 20, 2011, 2012. And I would approach people and I would say, you know, we should do this video for you um, to show off your business. And they would say, well, we don't want to do a 30 second commercial for TV. We can't afford the airtime. And I'm, I would say, well, no, something to put on your website. And they're like, we don't even have a website. So let's start there. So then we were really adapting and building our network of like, okay, so-and-so can make you the website. We'll do the video. We have a photographer and really just an all encompassing um, solution. And that was the original idea of the company was to do digital, you know, do all this for everybody. But we really, um, got focused on video and got busy with that. And that was has, what's been, you know, eight years ago. So are you, have you built a really good network of like people that you refer? Cause it sounds like, is that still the same case or, or do you see where it's like more people are from, from 2012 to now, do you feel like businesses are a lot more adept, adept at, at this social, at the website? At, I mean, do you think that everyone's taking a lot of push on that? Um, <clears throat> I don't think, what I tell my clients is um, you should have a video on your website because when people are making a decision, they might go sit and, and watch that, right? But it's more challenging than ever to drive traffic to your website. Um, so we really need some good content on social to either push them to your website or push them to call you or, or whatever your call to action may be. So there's just 
there's a lot of different layers to it. People aren't spending nearly the money they were on websites back then because there's so much more we can do with social and people are just consuming content so differently than they used to. It is insane to look at a website now versus the, it's almost like a holding page. It doesn't really do anything anymore. It's just, you have to have it. Right. Cause it's just like the standard, but it really is not the place where people go to make decisions even anymore. Right. And it's only, it's there to validate a company, you know, like it is, it shows that you're established. It shows yeah, it's that your resume, right? Right. I mean, that's really, it's your sticker of all your different like achievements and, and things that you do and how long you've been doing it. And Right. That's really it. And you don't update them. You know, like people aren't doing blogs on their websites like they used to and just things like that. That's all for social. So it's just, you know, you build one a year and then you go back and look at it and like, oh, we just updated our website right. during this whole thing just because it was so outdated. Right. So so do you focus on social, uh, like advertising? We do, yeah. We do social ads. I mean, we do everything. So every time we talk to a client, it's um, what can they use? It's sometimes, a lot of times it's the two-minute, you know, testimonial style, documentary style. What are you finding that's working like best for businesses? Like that something that's like easy for, for, you know, a small business, like a small entrepreneurial business. Like what is, what is really gripping, you know, for content wise? Just, I mean, if we can make an Instagram video that cuts through the clutter, right? So a lot of companies are producing videos right now. What we're producing looks different than what the other companies are doing. It looks authentic. They, they don't, pe- people don't think it's an advertisement, uh, and it works really well in their feeds. I think that's where we get the most. So how are you opening those videos? Are you are you starting with something or it's just it's video right away or? It's video right away. So, you know, when you're scrolling through a feed, you could pick up 15 seconds into the video. You could pick up 30 seconds into the video, depending on how you're scrolling. So it's a whole different landscape of the, you know, focusing too much on the beginning and end of a video like we used to. It's just a, t- a totally different thing. A lot of people are watching them without sound. Right. Which is, you know. It is insane how many videos I even catch myself watching. And, like, you almost need the subtitles yeah, a lot. you're reading them. Yeah. So it's just totally, it's totally different. And, you know, who knows when this podcast will air, but by then it could be completely different. It changes so fast. And in our, you know, eight years as a company, it has drastically changed. So how are you keeping your finger on the pulse to make sure you're on that forefront? Like, what is what is what do you try to do to kind of always, you know, like, consume? Do you consume a lot of content? And, like, do you do it from a personal perspective and say, Oh, I like how I'm engaging with this. Now let me re recreate that and reprogram that. Or are you more of a, you're watching other producers and say, Oh, that's that, that'll work. All the above. You know, I, I'm 37. So Mm -hmm. I'm on the older side of things. I feel like when it comes to, to how people are consuming things, but it's the 37 year olds that we're trying to market to a lot of times, you know, depending on the client. But I also have, um, three other employees that are all different age ranges younger than me. So that everybody's coming to the table with something different, you know? Right. And it's like somebody could be pushing some platform that I have, you know, I'm not on TikTok. Maybe. What do you think? Have you, have you looked into it? Uh, uh, into TikTok? Yeah. I mean, that's not really for me, but um, it's, what's interesting about social is that there's going to be these places created that advertising is not going to be welcome in the future. And I think that's going to be an interesting thing that com- that companies have to adapt to because we went from traditional broadcast where we spend a lot of money into Facebook, Instagram, where it's very affordable, you right. know, and then it's going to be, we're almost pushed out of these situations. Um, it's not, it, it did like Snapchat didn't adapt to advertising the same way Instagram did. Uh-huh. TikTok's going to be totally different. So have you, have you used TikTok at all? I have. Yeah. 
Do you think that I think the algorithm of the consumption of it's, it's insane how fast you consume so much information and just like it's like it's a crazy, crazy well built application. I just was like one day I got sucked in for like 45 minutes, right? And you can just go on the home page, like not even in your own feed, and you're it's yes, you're just like, you're just consuming, and it just yeah. blew my mind the speed and efficiency that they've built that thing to just be just a rocket of just content, 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 you yeah. know. And yeah, and the next thing, and the thing after that, and that's what we have to keep it. We keep our eye on is what, what's the next thing, and what are people? How are people going to be able to use it? And I, that I, I'm concerned from a traditional video perspective that that's not going to work. But I think that's what's going to make a medium like video so effective, is that it's so it's going to cut through a lot of clutter, right? Do you think voice is going going to go big? What do you mean? Do you think voice searching, voice oh. digital, digital voice, digital like, voice, like um. I think so. I think people are getting used to it. I think, um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, some people are concerned about security and, and that sort of thing. And I think that that in the next few years, time will tell of what people are actually willing to have turned on and not turned on at this time. But I, th- I think it's going to take over. I yeah. really do. I yeah. think I think we're going to search, you know, I think we're going to do voice on almost everything. Yeah. Because I think once there's a, I think it's just we're at that point where we don't have that trust yet in it. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Right, it's like no, if I saying. say, hey, I need a plumber, I still don't believe that that it's going to pick the best plumber for me, right? right? Yeah. But I think once we kind of reprogram culture, I think culture is going to be like, oh, yeah, like I know that like whatever the Google is, a voice, Alexa, or whatever it is, is going to pick me the best contractor, right? Right. And I think that's going to be just a massive game changer. Because think of how much stuff we do on our phones now. It just blows my mind how how quick it's just like, boom, I just, I voice the text, everything. My Siri, I use all the time. And I just, I think it's just going to change the landscape because then you're not going to be on the video. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It'll be, I think when you're making big decisions, I think when you're able to go in and actually research the company, right. when you're, you know, and that's what, on the surface, that's what websites are used for. You know, if you're making, I'm not saying where you're going to go eat or, you know, it's right. a small thing, but yep. if you're making a big choice, the, you go and you spend 20 minutes on a website just because you're going to spend that kind of money. So I think there's still going to be a place where people need to. There's different tiers there's different where the tiers, voice yeah. is going to come in and be more. Ordering pizza, for example, might be something a little bit easier barrier to entry than hiring a multimedia firm. To, right. Right. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. And that's the same. That's the equivalent of what you're seeing in your ads right now. And, you know, I just think people are kind of skeptical of whether or not your phone's listening to you and what information's out there. And it totally different is. Camps. Right. It totally is. Yeah. <laughs> people are beyond skeptical. They know. Now. Yes. yes. It's, it's, it's insane. You can be talking, like we were doing these whiteboard videos for some advertising. Yeah. And I was just like, I was talking, I was like, we need to find like some program that can do these whiteboard videos. Shit you not, 30 minutes later on my Facebook feed, I'm like, this is, this is not yeah, even it's too real. much. How yeah. is that even possible? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like. I've never even thought about that before today, and now all of a sudden I have an ad for it. So yeah, it's yeah, it really is happening. Um, do you, so? Do you focus a lot on the social stuff? Are you doing like pixelated Facebook advertising? Are you pushing? Are you tracking? Are you mostly content? We're mostly content. Um, we do help place ads. We help keep an eye on things and make sure we're picking the right demographics and speaking to the right demographics and giving recommendations of. I mean, there's common mistakes in our industry that people are producing one video and posting it on Instagram and Facebook. So, you know, there's completely different platforms, different, right? So we'll produce different content for different things and really focusing on that side of things. So what's your differentiator? Like, what do you, what do you try to do on Instagram versus Facebook? Well, Instagram, you know, we'll do a, a one by one, like a square video as opposed to a 16 by nine on Facebook. Um, Facebook, you're more likely to listen to it. You know, 60% of the viewers on a lot of our Instagram aren't listening to it, where that'd be more like 30% on Facebook. So just little things to consider like that. Like, and how are you understanding all your analytics? 
Uh, mostly through through Instagram and Facebook. I mean, through the clients. The marketplace? Yeah. Uh, or the, the market manager, I guess, on ad manager on Facebook. Yeah, so we'll help clients kind of navigate those and understand what all that means and what to really focus on. There, there was this hyper-focus on, like, average like how long people are watching, you know, mm-hmm. it's more important to think about what they're doing after they're watching that. Right. Right. So, yeah. The click through rates, where are they headed with that information? What are they doing afterwards? Right. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's interesting. So do you, do you find that like you need a little more artsy stuff on Instagram versus Facebook or, or like, I mean, I'm just trying to kind of dial in for someone who's maybe a smaller business owner. Like what's some, what's some like, like some nuggets we can give to them to say, Hey, like this is some really good stuff I've learned that works really well. Well, it's understanding your audience, you know, and first and foremost, you have to have an audience out there. So you can't just start necessarily producing Facebook videos and publishing to nowhere, no one and expect results. Or, you know, a lot of times it's wives and family and friends and things like that. So it's building that network, understanding how to get followers, understanding how to um, get the followers that you want, you know? So a common thing in our industry is it's just a bunch of other people in the industry following each other. Right. But that's not who we want to be communicating with, right? We want to be communicating with people that have never heard of us. So um, just understanding the purpose of social in the first place is is the big thing. Then when it comes to um, producing a video, it's why are we producing this video? What do we want to have happen? Back to the old, you know, advertising techniques of call to action. Is it just branding? Um, And then our approach to how we produce the video is going to depend on what you what result you want. If we do a lot more branding than a call to action type type content. Because um, you, you like that more or is that what people are looking for? Um, I, I, I don't have a preference. I like, I like it all, but um, well, our technique, we have a really authentic um, approach. We do a lot of documentary style. So it's a lot of interviews. It's a lot of telling people telling their own stories as opposed to scripted things. That's just how we, are they going longer forum then? Not necessarily. Um, are you are you seeing like I feel like like what I what we're really trying to do here and 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 I feel like I'm trying to kind of get into this this mindset. So question for me, I guess, and for me is you know do you think that like long form content that is spliced in a short form do you see that becoming a lot more of a pot like a bigger thing? Are, are you guys doing a lot of that? Yeah. So the big thing that I was pushing in 2020, which is absurd, is these long form documentaries for clients, right? So we have clients that let's say they've been in business for 25 years. Let's sit down and make a seven minute video, which, you know, we made 15 minute videos last year, which is just crazy because five years ago it was shorter, shorter, shorter. Right. But now people want, I think, fewer, shorter videos in one long piece that actually tells a story. Yeah. Okay. So then we can have that longer piece and then we can have shorter pieces, almost like trailers or teasers that push them to the website. And that's what we enjoy doing is that traditional documentary style that people enjoy watching, you know? Yeah, it's like it's a it's really a story. It's that I think and, and cons- consumption of documentaries is just so. I mean, I feel like, and maybe that's different, but I feel like people, the generation before us, did, did they watch a lot of document? I watch so many documentaries. Same. Yeah, it's Same. it's insi- like that's all I want to watch. Right, and I think it's just if you can engage that. I think Netflix has kind of trained us into that. Right, like we want to watch documentaries yeah. more. It feels like well, I think people want the tr- the real stories. I think they want they feel excited to be part of the uncovering of what's happening in these documentaries, you know? And yeah. Not the, the fiction, but the real, like just the real world. Like it's almost stranger than fiction a lot right, of times. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, in the blockbusters of like the tiger Kings and the um, McMillions and all those stories that are just insane, you know, it doesn't but, even make sense that that could be real. And right. it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're just, we're getting used to that, which is kind of a dangerous path to go for documentaries, but um, it's, I think it's great. And I think that people want something authentic and I think that's, what's working online um, you hit so many, and you know, let's when you're scrolling social and you're on Instagram, you know when there's a nationally produced 
ad yeah. in your feed and you're and just like, oh, that's how did they find me? Right. You know what I mean? But if you yep. saw a local business and you saw a produced video, it's like, oh, wow, that's cool. Like the old saying, you know, when, when I worked in TV, it didn't matter how bad the 30 second spot was because every client had a reason to be advertising. That was why they paid the airtime, you know? Right. So it's kind of that same thing. If you're not on the national scale and getting in people's feeds in kind of a weird way, if you're, if you belong there, it's going to be really effective. So this, this idea of this documentary style thing, I love. Yeah. Cause I could see myself literally getting hooked into a half an hour. You know, if it was engaging and true, like, cinematography and it felt like the everything was spliced together well and the audio was I could to, so see that being a way to like really learn about the business do you know what I mean like yeah. how long do you think you could go with that well, I mean do you think you could get that deep I mean do you, do you think that would work I mean it depends on the company if the company's been around for 150 years yeah there's plenty there you know and even if there was you you can get away with the docu series now not everything has to be a feature documentary there's right you can have different topics that people can consume at different times, you know. Isn't there a new um, application called Quibi? I, I've, I've seen some ads for this. Have you heard of this thing? I've heard of it, but I can't think of what yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it tanked, though, hard. It did, because I, I, it, lo it lost, like, a lot of... Yeah, what, what happened, it, the coronavirus hit. So their entire marketing was 10-minute pieces at a time. Oh, yeah. But then everybody got stuck at home, quarantined, and no one's going to consume 10 minutes because no one's on the go. They're all at home mm. and they are, uh, everybody's just watching Netflix and everything. And that's kind of, well, that's what through it or no, I don't know. That's what Adam told me. Cause he has a show on it. He's uh -huh. like, no one is watching it. I just thought it was an amazing concept. Yeah. It's like these mini docu series where you, it's like 10 yeah. episodes in an hour. No, no, it would work good. I think that it was just the timing of it. And they have a lawsuit over the technology. Uh, yeah. I just was curious if you heard of it. That, that, yeah, I remember that, that seeing that. Um, I don't, you know, and it's how people are consuming things. I just, I do feel like documentaries could hit a bubble because there's just so many. And what's inter in interesting about our generation is we're so nostalgic. It works so well. You know, will that next generation be as nostalgic as we are? Let's hope. But I wonder what they're going to be nostalgic about. Right. <laughs> yeah, they didn't grow up in the '90s. They what is that? <laughs> there's a few things I want to say, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I mean, it's, I, but it's I'm, too dark. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Like, I don't feel like they kids play anymore. I don't feel like there's a lot of stuff that, like, you know, I think about my child. It's very different than than kids growing up right now. Yeah. Don't don't. Do you not agree? No. Yeah. I mean, I I'm trying to think just right now. You know, for um, you know, my daughter and my son, and I, I there's nothing that I can pinpoint. But I, yeah, I get very nostalgic about a lot of things as well. Yeah. I think that'd be a great business, just like helping people like relive their childhood. I think yeah. people would just buy the shit out of that. Right. I mean, I'm I'm constantly looking up like my kids play with my toys now, you know. Yep. So I'll look up similar toys on eBay and stuff like that. I'm just like, oh man, do you remember all this stuff? Yeah. I don't know if my kids are gonna have that same feeling. I don't good. think they are. Yeah, it's just different. I just bought a, a Ninja Turtle, my first Ninja Turtle. I bought an, an one on eBay. Oh yeah. Because I just had to have it in my office. It was like the weirdest thing. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a talk boy. Oh, like nice. a few years ago. Oh, like from Home Alone? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it came with the tape. It's all legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> is that how we're recording this right now? Yeah. Yeah. The, it's all, <laughs> this is how I do all my podcasts on my talk boy. That's how we get that nice analog sound. Yeah. <laughs> this is Kevin McAllister. <laughs> so so the uh, documentary stuff, what's like? What's the dream? Like you're, so you've been doing this now for, you said 12 years. Eight years with the company. Eight, but, okay, eight years, know. but but for pretty much your whole, whole adult, adult life, life, right? Yeah. Um. What like we're like obviously after eight years of doing this, where where do you see the pivots coming? Like, what's gonna like really get you excited? Like, what's the next steps? Yeah. So this getting to this point, producing this this longer content where we're telling a story, this is where I'm really having fun. I mean, it was 
it's been great for eight years. I've seen all different types. Uh, but now that we're producing our own independent documentary and just self-financed documentary, that's where I'd like to be. That's where I want to see myself. And is this, so you, cause you are putting on the Ranch Bowl documentary, right? Yep. That's little right. plug there for you. Yeah. So, um, so what, what was like, what was the impetus for, I mean, that's a huge undertaking. Yeah. It, it, it got a little out of hand, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not even over. It's not even over. Um, you know, I, same thing, you know, Austin was talking on a podcast about the Ranch Bowl and, um, just, I thought what the, it was a different topic. It was about one one nine, the edge going off the air. And I thought that would make a great movie. Then started talking about Ranch Bowl, so I called him up like, "This would be a great documentary." And then once we really got into it, realized how deep this thing went and how many interviews we. How many interviews are you at now? Thirty-three. I, yeah, I thought it was even. I know it's over like forty hours of footage. Yeah, a lot. But. And you're just still in it. Yeah, and there's still more that we have to get. So we're f- trying, like I was saying, we're trying to figure out: is it going to be better as a series? Um, is it going to be a feature? Is it going to go in? Uh, into like film festivals or what are we gonna do with this thing? So, so what, 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 what are you thinking so far? I think a series. Yeah. Um, but I, I just how to capitalize on that, you know, it's, but you've been self-financing this the yep, whole way. What's yeah. the, what's like the, the dream at the end of the tunnel, get it out there. You know, we were talking Netflix for a while. Um, I don't know. That's, I don't know what, what's going to be the best platform for it. If we do the, the, um, the festival route, they're really restrictive about what you do. So it's just figuring out what's going to be, best place for it but you're are you just excited i'm excited i mean people are pumped about it yeah i think that we constantly i just get emails all the time like is it done yet when's it coming out and these are people from all over yeah 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 because like a lot of people um that grew up here or you know we even got like an email once that saw an ad that her favorite band i can't remember the band um she lived down in texas was playing at the ranch bowl bought tickets and drove up so there's just um it just got really widespread, you know, that pure nostalgia. Yeah. People are like, I got me, you know, I met my wife there. My parents met there. And it works really well because it's that nostalgic generation. They're pumped about it. Right. So how did the, I mean, are you just scrubbing footage? Are you getting a lot of footage like turned in? Or are you going to have a lot of, or is it just mostly just interviews? It's a lot of interviews. We have been getting some recently, but that's what we're asking everybody for is that that's what that will be interesting as well. It's cool, you know listening to some of the bands and some of the people that everybody knows. Um, but getting that footage is really going to help it out. It's just crazy to think how long, I mean, there's a lot of work into this thing. Yeah. I mean, we 40, started 40 interviews and we started, uh, what February of 2019. Yeah. So Did you ever imagine that? that you would have taken this long to get to this no, point? It was an end of the year type thing. Just kind of quick, get some interviews together. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, well definitely need these people. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, then we need to go to California and we're not going to California right now, you know, mm-hmm. then COVID hit and it was just like, yeah, now, now it's kicked way down the line. Right. Yeah. 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 California. Like, <laughs> I don't even know if those people are alive. Yeah. <laughs> we like, need to talk to them. <laughs> we got to reach out. It's like on fire. So we'll see. So, um, with, uh, you know, kind of getting into all of this stuff, is that, is that what you, that, is that the dream to be like a documentary filmmaker? I'd love to, you know, I'd love to have, let's say fewer clients, larger few larger projects and then self-finance just some things that I, that I enjoy. That's super cool. So like what's, what would be next on the docket? We have something in the works. Oh, you do. <laughs> you already, you already know yeah. what it is. Yeah. We almost started it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did. We started and then COVID hit. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And I said, it's crazy to start another one before the first one's done. Right. So are you like into the first one? I mean, have you got some edits done and yeah. all that stuff's put together and yeah, we pretty much have a lot of the story figured out. It's just, you know, how many more interviews are, are we going to have to, 
or get to conduct for it. So when you go about that and you're you're looking to tell a story, whether it's in a five minute clip or you know in a, a couple hour documentary, what 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 do you do? What's your process look like? So it really depends. Like Ranch Bowl was more organic, and it was the people telling the story and what led to the next you know topic that we would that we would cover. If I working with a client in kind of a traditional sense. It's what are they trying to talk about? You know, do we want to talk about their history? Do we want to talk about their mission vision? Do we want to talk about, you know, the services they offer? So it really comes down to individual stories. So it's not, there's no cookie cutter approach to any of this. It's really, you know, what's going to be most effective for your audience. So do you find with, you know, doing all of this for so many other people, do you find that you're kind of lacking on your video or are you really, are you really pushing it on yours all the time too and exploring? No, we don't know nearly enough, you know, advertising on our end. Um, and that's something we we really had to look internally and focus on, you know, through everything, this gave us the opportunity to kind of reset and think who are the clients that we want to be working with? What, you know, stories do we want to tell? And that's, we've kind of, you know, redefined our approach to things through this. And, and how are you now reaching? Are you reaching out to those customers? Are you going back to this building? I love the idea of, cause that's kind of how we do it on, on our side. Now we, we build a package for somebody before they, even agree to do anything. Yeah. And it's, and it's amazing. 90% of those people are like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think so many marketers or sales organizations or any business really, they say, bye, we're not going to show you anything. Right. And then we'll kind of get this done on the backside and people, there's like nine out of 10 people are like, Oh, think about it. But when you put all of that info up front and you kind of show them what it looks like, how it's broken down, how's it your, your closing percentage just skyrockets because it's like, oh, my gosh, these guys have put a lot of thought, a lot of time, and everyone else is just calling me, asking for a meeting. These guys actually have something to show me. There's some detail here. There's, you know, I just I yeah. think that's so cool. Yeah, and what we're doing now, it's a whole new landscape. Like I said, in the beginning, we worked a lot with nonprofits, and the way many of these nonprofits generate income is through their events in the fall, and who knows what fall events are going to look like. So we're coming up with streaming packages where not only, you know, do we stream your events, so there's some sort of interaction for some donations and fundraising, but also we can show a produced piece about, you know, like if it's a historical piece about the, um, right in the stream, profit, right in the stream. Yeah. So, um, there's an interactive component to it and it gives, so people on the surface are like, Oh, normally we had 250 people at, at our event or, plus that or whatever. Now it really does branch out that you can get so many more people to see it um, because of just an accessibility aspect. You know? So so from your perspective, looking at all these streamings and all this stuff coming up, how do you think that you're going to take that and pivot into the marketing piece of like, are you, is it going to be a lot of these quick ads to get people kind of hyped about it? So to, it that's an approach that some clients are looking at is how can we make little trailers about getting people to, to tune in? Right. You know, cause they'll charge like tickets. Uh -huh. um, others are just kind of out there and available through Facebook and through social and um, really just getting their numbers up. And then they, when they're in the stream. So there's two different approaches to, it. I mean, there's a hundred different ways to do it. Mm -hmm. um, if it's ticket sales or if it's just having a free event, but yeah, that's getting the word out there, getting in it. The thing about events, you know, they're happening at a time and we're getting more used to tuning in a specific time for a live stream. Like we, before this happened, I don't, I think a lot of people are like, oh, no, I'm not going to watch a concert online. But now people are getting more used to that. So marking their calendars with a Zoom meeting, you know, right? Like it'll be, it'll be an interesting fall for sure. And nobody knows, you know, exactly what it's going to look like. And I think it'll be more of a hybrid than... Than we think it will be, you yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah, there'll be people there and stream. And then, oh my gosh, you look at that if they go from 250 and now all of a sudden they have 
500 people online and, you know, 100 people. I mean, it's, it really could be a huge change of, like, a paradigm shift of, like, oh, we got to do this every year no matter what's going on. Right, exactly. And I think that's where we could be a good fit, you know. I We're not going to be the ones producing the event. We're not event planners or designers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but we can have a component <clears throat> that's going to stream it in the future when there's still an event happening. So, and you, and it, there really is a design element, though, when it comes to putting, a vid, like, a live stream together, right? Right. And that's what I'm talking, and we want to be more interactive, more cinematic, take the tools that we're using to produce the documentary style content into the live stream. So it's not just like a broadcast stream. That you yeah, there's, there's, there's you, movement got, to it. you got everything moving and you can kind of zoom and back. And so it's engaging. Right. Yeah. So it feels, it's not like you're just sitting there watching like a static camera. That's it, what, is there a lot of good equipment nowadays that you can really start streaming like amazing quality? Yeah. So the equipment's come a really long ways. And even since this hits the, a lot of the manufacturers are coming up with really creative solutions about how you can stream on different platforms. Like I can have a professional camera go through a zoom through my phone and things like that, but it hooked up to cameras and lighting and switching and all that stuff. Um, the technology's come a long ways and it's super mobile. I can go to you set up, still have our equipment with our gimbals and able to move around and do things like that. So before it was heavy and so this is like the time to like, this is going to be, there'll be big, some big changes in your industry. Yeah, totally. This totally. is this is a fun time then. Yeah, I mean, our industry always changes. You know, right. it's and you either adapt or right. you're done. So yeah. we're used to learning new technology. Our technology goes so quick. We're always turning it over. Um, this is just another chapter for us. That's super cool. Let's talk about most viral thing you've done so far. I'm just curious, client wise, has there been anything that just stood out to you? Like, man, I did not. I cannot believe that that went that way. When I was working at the TV station. I found the background for the dancing pumpkin head <clears throat> guy. Do you know that? Familiar with that? Are you familiar? I wish we had the TV pulled up. This would be a perfect I know. time to. I know. I play it, there. and if we had the switcher hooked up, I could I could turn it on. So what? I mean, what is it now? Dancing pumpkin head. It's the, the viral thing, and then they, it even went so far as they put him on America's Got Talent. <laughs> Just when was it last year or the year before? Oh, that was a couple years ago. So you, yeah. You did the back. I did, what I, I found the background on Google Images. I was directing that. That's the most viral thing I've done. Yeah, you directed this film. It's or not a film. No, it's this like little a, video. Ska- yeah, the, and then it turned show. into like a viral uh, GIF. Even so much so that America's Got Talent called Matt Geiler, who is the dancing pumpkin, you and have this. <laughs> <laughs> Almost ten million views. Yeah, ten million. <laughs> so that's the threshold. Ten million. <laughs> 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 That's pretty incredible. And this was produced in Omaha? Yeah, we did we did had like a sketch comedy show that I worked on. It was like late night kind of thing? Yeah. Very cool. Very that's, that, that's a good one. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Other than that, we have a client, um, Scissors and Scotch. They When they expanded out of Omaha, they opened up in Oklahoma City and Des Moines, Denver. We produced a spot that got over 100,000 views on Facebook, which is pretty good for them when, when they had a new opening in Oklahoma yeah. City. So. What do you accredit that to? Like when you see that, like I'm just like, when you look at this stuff, was it like, oh, this is just really good content? Was it like they got some good traction early? I feel like the algorithms on Facebook, if you catch it, if you hit those marks, you know, and it starts hitting feeds, well, Mm -hmm. I mean, they obviously start to blow up, but. Yeah, I think it's a combination of a good brand. I think we produced a great video for them and I think people shared it and people were excited about it. They were excited about a, a good brand coming into their community. And I think it just from there just blew up. Took off. Love it. This is, this is great. <laughs> um, so uh, any other things for, you know, people that are, I guess, maybe 
they, they understand that landscape, but things that you would just say that like you're seeing a lot of people missing on, like a lot of areas that it's like, oh man, I just every client I talk to, I feel like they're they're kind of whiffing at these couple areas, and I just feel like we this, this these are some things that I have to kind of talk with every client about, you know, people that are just like that aren't in the space like you are. Sure, I think the biggest misconception is that if you're gonna produce content, you need this big, long piece, you know, like that historical documentary or something that's. It just might not be for, let's say, just a, an entrepreneur on his own um, might not have the the capacity to tell that whole story or, or, you know, at this point. But I think that there's an opportunity for video in so many different ways. I think that people are intimidated by it. Um, one service that we're offering now is more of a consulting thing, uh, either, even for just super small companies just to produce their own content or for larger companies who are bringing in their own people, just what gear to buy and that sort of thing. Because uh-huh. it's video is becoming so it's huge right now, you know, and it's just going to get more and more popular and it's going to be, um, if you don't have it, you don't exist. It's just like what social media was doing before. If you weren't on Facebook, if you weren't on Instagram, it just, you didn't exist in the, right. in the world. Um, and I think video is going to be similar to that in a sense. It so. is weird to think about that video really has come up in a big way right? lately. It really wasn't like that when Facebook first came out, like, and like thinking about it now, it seems like that's just how it's always been. We were just streaming through videos, but that's really not how Facebook was designed at all. No, not at all. A lot and of comments, a lot of, you know, I'm thinking about that now, a lot of photos. It's weird how, how different that it's become. Yeah. And you rarely do you just have like a post of just text. And if you're on Instagram, you have to have some sort of image, right? So yeah. it does feel weird when you do see a, like a text only post on Facebook. You're like, what, yeah, what's what wrong with this person? <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be serious. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Someone must be dead. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, I think, you know, and it's whatever that next platform, I mean, look at TikTok. you know, you're not, it's just, um, I think video is going to have such a place for it. And I think people are producing a lot of their own content, which is great, you know, and that's what people want to see. So there will be a place to cut through the clutter and tell your story. Do you think there's a lot of personal branding stuff going on right now? Do you think that's super important? Like, like I see a lot of, uh, I see just a lot, a lot of people that run businesses that are entrepreneurs that are really starting to focus on this whole personal brand and that like you kind of buy them as a person and then therefore they're just kind of, you know, return on the backside that people don't. Have you, have you kind of seen this movement? Um, Kind of. I, I don't know how effective that would be. And it, I guess it just depends on who their audience is and what what they're getting at at, at the end of the day from that. If you see it like when I'm on LinkedIn, I see a lot of talking head, talking to the camera type videos, you know, uh-huh. and there's different platforms for that. Those work in some places and they wouldn't work on Instagram. So there's a place for it. And if you're talking in your industry, I think it, it there's it's going to be effective. But favorite things for you to consume like are you a big podcast guy are you i mean what what's what's your go-to stuff um i'm not a huge podcast guy actually um i watch a lot of documentaries Too so many. what's it, netflix netflix hbo amazon uh all the above a renum i'll buy so em. you don't you're not a big fan of advertising then no like cannot stand it uh, i i wouldn't say i can't stand it i pay attention to it um and I, you know, a lot of what I do online, a lot of what I'm paying attention to on social, um, just keeps me aware of it. But I like, I, I love advertising when it's a brand that I like and that I intentionally follow and I'm interested in it or if it really appeals to me. Right. If it's something way off base, I'm like really grossed out by it, you know? So this whole idea <laughs> of like advertising becoming more and more and more in tune with who you are, you like that idea? Yes. yes. So if you put good quality brands in front of you that you're going to want to buy, you're happy with that. Right. 
you're just sick of like this random kind of smut coming across your, you're like, this has nothing to do with me. Yes. I don't like the listening to my conversations and trying to target me. And then if they're way off base with it, it's even worse, you know? Right. But if it's somebody I follow and they produce something great, I think like, wow, that is really impactful. Do you feel like that's working better? Yeah. I think that's what's going to be the future. I think like as we're getting so much wide, you know, we're getting bigger and bigger and more so connected, so connected. I think people are going to want to bring it back down, be in their community, tell their stories in their community. I think it's going to like, yeah, these, this, this, this niche sector thing is becoming such a huge, I mean, the internet age has made people all over the world really be able to just like be in a group in like five seconds, you know, Mm -hmm. and be talking about exactly what they want to be talking about. I think. Yeah. So, so incredibly niche, you know, like super, super niche. Like you could have, yeah, just like the groups that are out there, but like that people are able to uh, form a community around in a business, even with just a thousand diehard fans of let's say tractors, you know, like a particular kind of tractor is incredible. Yeah. It's just, it blows my mind to see like, and like, I feel like brands now just as a whole are, are, they seem like they're really targeting this audience and they almost become make these just raving fans. Like some of these, these brands, they really get these people to just buy in no matter what it is. Like they really get, get buy in now. And I feel like that's, you know, getting those people to retarget their friends and you know what I'm saying? Get this, yeah. this group of these people that are just tight, tight knit. But I, that's interesting to hear that you like really targeted advertising. Yeah. But I mean, think of how we were with brands in the nineties. Are you a nineties kid? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we were all about brands. I feel like that kind of went away in the early 2000s, but I think it's coming back now. People are, you know, like if if you have one Yeti mug, you have 50 of them. You know what I mean? Yep. People just really enjoy their A really good brand, brands. yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. we're going to get back to that. And it's... Um, Do you listen to Gary Vee at all? You, have you heard of him? I have heard of him, but I don't listen to him, yeah. You haven't even watched any of his stuff? Uh-uh. You should check him out. Like he's one of my favorites, but he he his whole thing right now is is buying nostalgic brands at deep deep discounts, like yeah. crazy discounts, and like can, like flipping them, right? Oh yeah. Like like you have you seen champions like back in a big way, the brand champion, yeah, yeah. like the athleisure, you know? Yeah, the sweatshirts. Yeah, they they were almost gone. This guy this guy bought this company for almost nothing, rebooted the whole thing, and it's just like one of the hottest new like street brands. Interesting. You know, and champion yeah. was like it was hot and like right. feel it too. I heard that. Yes. Well, then Champion before that, it became like, it came synonymous with like dad brands. Yeah. Like, oh, right. that's what your dad wears. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, like when my dad was growing almost. up, I mean, it was always Champion yeah. my dad had on. Yeah. yeah same with my Windbreaker sweatpants, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it's, same idea with Starter too, but then Nike ended up buying Starter. I don't know. Yeah, there's, I was just reading that. I just think it's going to be really cool to see what these, these brands, because we are so nostalgic. Like I, like I want all the stuff from my childhood, oh, yeah. you know? Give me my LA gears for sure. <laughs> for sure, for <laughs> sure. It's crazy to think about how much stuff you forget about too, you know, brand wise. Yeah. So, um, well, let's dive into some fun stuff. Favorite movie. Oof. Favorite movie. I mean, that's that's loaded for sure. Um college me would have said the Royal Tenenbaums. Bombs. Okay. But All right, but high school, Empire <laughs> Records. Empire Records, maybe. <laughs> uh, my friend Matt and I saw basketball in the theater seven times, so Big basketball fan. We wow. watched one one summer. We watched Biodome every single day. <laughs> yeah, and Austin Powers. Yeah, I worked my first job. I was at Key Cinema Nine at the now demolished movie yeah. theater. I was sad when I just drove by it, but um, I was so excited to work there. I started my fifteenth birthday. It's going to be fifteenth. I started on my fifteenth birthday, and I saw. I mean, 
everything in that era in theaters. So, so you're just a movie geek. Like, I like, you love I like it. movies. Yeah, yeah, I like movies for sure. I was a music guy, you know, growing up. But like, no you, so you, are you like super into the vinyl? And no, I'm not that. I mean, I just was I'm just curious. Yeah, I kind of missed that that hip movement. I didn't didn't have the money for it, you know. But <laughs> I still I'm a music fanatic. So. Okay, uh, favorite n- new stuff that you've... New that, stuff? Yeah. Any, anything new that you're, like, into? Not really. Nothing okay. new. I'm a nostalgic guy, too. I'm a 90s rock guy, for sure. Okay. Um, 90s punk guy. That kind of still Ska. Ska. I'm one of the few Ska people out there. Really? Yeah. I just would not get, I would not guess that. Just <laughs> yeah. looking at you, I'm like, I'm no. Not wearing, <laughs> I'm not wearing, like, checkered pants. Correct. Yeah. 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 Ska. <laughs> yeah. You have to have that look. He's right. got a backpack with the trombone on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go bowling after this. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm just a um, music fan. Um, I'm a, I am used to be into movies a lot more, but like I said, I'm like in this documentary thing. I actually had to take a break from documentaries because it was like watching so many back to back to back to right. back. That I'm, 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 a nut. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a nut when it comes to watching TV. I watch way too much. And I've gotten to the point where I just go into my office and I throw it on my screen and I just mute it. Oh, yeah. I don't even have it. I don't even have the sound going, and I'll just be working. And I'm like, "What? What is this doing?" And I'm just watching film after film. And he's like, "Have you seen this?" I was like, "Oh yeah, this guy died." This. He's like, "What? <laughs> yeah, you watched every? You watched every? Did movie. you watch it with sound? No, I just I knew what they were thinking. No, I could I could see. I got <laughs> the subtitles on. I'll look. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's interesting. Favorite documentary? Oh man, I got to put you on the spot. We got to we got to have some hard ones. I mean. It's easy to talk time, about what you do, but now I want to know your your opinion. I'm like totally drawing a blank right now. Just let's go like in the top five. Can we, would that open it up a little bit for you? In the top five, I mean, Michael Jordan's documentary. I really enjoyed that. The new one. The new one. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job of getting him to open up. I did too, and the way the storytelling, how they went, you know, early on, back and forth. I thought that was cool. It was a little bit hard to follow at first, but once they got into it, I felt like it was really well put together. Interesting way to set up a documentary for right. sure. So and that's a lot of times what I'm watching is how are they going to tell this? Is it a linear story? You know, or something like Tiger King is just like all over the place. How do they piece that together? What did you think of that documentary? I loved the, you know, the beginning halfway through. It made me a little uneasy, you know, uh-huh. which is kind of weird, um, but interesting. Are you I talking about the Tiger King? Yeah. I had to shut it off. It's oh, yeah. too weird for me. Yeah, it got a little weird, but. You did shut it off? My yeah. sister went there. <laughs> after it after it aired, she went to the tiger. I'm, like, really? to, yeah. I mean, I'm convinced. She sent me a bunch of f- photos. They were all still like all those guys are still working there. She sent photos of all. I was like, she's like, this is so weird. I, I just got a bad vibe. Like they were all that they have sex with tigers, and I yeah. had to shut it off. You've kind of been on that kick. I'm just I've not gonna. Trending. I'm not gonna lay into that. <laughs> yeah, like that. I don't believe. Yeah. It. I like, I don't how, believe I like how Zach's like. You've been on that kick. See, you know, it's like I'm walking around. He's like, and I'm he's like, like they're doing they had, the tigers. You think they did the tigers? I was like, no, Austin. Why? Yeah. why Nobody why else is that there. going there? Um, the way they what, talk about. So, so what else? So other other document like stuff that I like maybe older stuff that you're like mm. that was really well done. Have you watched documentary now? Yeah. What do you think of that? I like it. I, I just think, think that I think it's one of my favorite. It's, I like, I like, it's so funny. Yeah. Do you like that dry humor? Yeah, I like that, and I like the you know parody. I like Portlandia. I wasn't into Portlandia. Really? Yeah. I love that. I, like I love it, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I watched the season. I don't. It's really weird. Like, I'll watch a season of something, and I'll be so diehard, like Westworld or something. Like, uh-huh. this is the best show. And then I just every season two, I fall off of every show. I feel like True Detective season one. Right. 
Have you seen it? Yeah, it's awesome. That is like literally some of the best television. Yeah, and then season two comes along and you're like, what was that? Yeah, didn't, couldn't even finish Why it. Why wouldn't they continue that? I mean, there was not, I mean, obviously, but it was terrible. Like yeah. the, Changing the whole cast, I was not a fan. Any, anything cool that people have to watch? Anything that anything they got to be doing right now? Anything? You can go to ranchbowlfilm.com. Check yeah. out that. Ranchbowlfilm.com. DundeeDigital.com. DundeeDigital.com, yeah. We just uh, update some of our content on there. That's a good place to spend some time. Um, I'm in season five, episode nine of The Sopranos right now. Okay. Um, and I have never watched The right. Sopranos. So either have I. Like, I never have either. You need to watch The Sopranos. You know, you need to watch The Sopranos. Everybody's been saying it. So I'm finally watching it, and I'm like... So good? It's fine. You know, it just like <laughs> destroyed my brain, and I can't think of anything else that I've watched in the past. Because I've just been doing that for like a month. Um, it's amazing how much TV you can really watch nowadays. Oh, man. It's, oh, yeah. it, it, like, hurts my head sometimes how much time I spend watching TV. Yeah. Like I spend a lot of time. Like, I, 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 like, <laughs> I do, I, like, I'll, get, like, get done for the night. Like, everyone's tucked in bed. I'm ready to, I'm like, all right, I'm going to just go ahead and pop this on. 2.30 in the morning. I'm like, damn it. There's a documentary about another music venue that Austin and I watched. That was pretty good. Wetlands yeah, Preserve. What was it? It's called the Wetlands Preserve. It's about a... Uh, Music venue in New York. There was just a lot of cool music venues back in like the 90s and even before, you know, yeah. that you could never get away with now. Oh, yeah. Too much, like, too many lawyers. Yeah. Just Wetland Preserve is like, I mean, they would, they were above, uh, you know, the fire code capacity. It, you know, it was just insane. Like if you, you go yeah. back, you're like, this place existed. Right. And it's in <laughs> Tribeca, New York. You know what I mean? So it's like densely populated. There's no way. No. Yeah, it's just, and it's a guy that, that just though. wants to save the forest, wasn't yeah. it? Right. Dude, you yeah. got it. It's so he, had a, he had a venue just to save the yeah, forest. And like all these uh, bands would just come play and basically jam for hours upon hours. Yeah. And he was just a, yeah, he was a Grateful Dead fan. So he had this music venue and they were like jam bands. Yeah. Know, would go play until eight, seven in the morning. Um, and then they'd have punk rock nights. Yeah, that's crazy. But it's it's interesting. Um, and we watched that just because we were getting into this music documentary. I do watch a lot of music documentaries too. Um, you have know. you watched the Beastie Boys one yet? I haven't watched it yet. Is I that, see that. Did that come I th- out? Yet? I think so. I saw an ad for it. I was excited when I saw the trailer. It looks awesome. They did it live. So they sit out, they like sit in a, um, uh, whatever, like a theater basically. And present their documentary to a crowd and like interact with them and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's nuts. Yeah. yeah, it looks kind of cool. Are you big into like indie films? Um, not really. Hmm. I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, I like you know the A24 movement and all the all the popular movies coming out of that. We, I'm a. What is that whole thing? It's just a production company. It's just it's, it's really they put out really good movies. Yeah, it's just great, great content. I'm not a big studio guy. I, I'm not into Marvel stuff. I'm not into superhero movies. Yeah, and it's you can't, <laughs> either too wide. You can't God. say it, but yeah, it's like people I, think it's crazy. I went and watched Guardian of the Galaxy. I was like, that was not like people were f- losing their like they're walking out of the theaters losing their minds. Like, oh my God, that was incredible. I was like, I I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, you got to be careful. Did, did you think it was like amazing? No, I don't, guys. I I just can't space and talking do you, do trees. You, do you I want can't me to do. get really controversial? What? Has it? Have you seen Black Panther? Yeah. What did you think of the film? Um. I honestly, I only watched the first half. But it wasn't Same a here. Film. Same, I, 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 went, I left halfway through. Yeah. Have yeah, you seen it? Yeah. The, the reviews it got, I could not believe. Yeah. I mean, it was like a perfect movie. Yeah. For, for all these reviews. I was like, I just don't, I don't get it. 
Yeah, yeah I have. A, I, I mean, I don't like it. I, I've never even really liked Star Wars. You can't say that. I would make fun of Star Wars on stage sometimes for fun, just because people get riled up. And afterwards, people would come up to me. They'll be like, "Yeah, we know that you know this one was bad, but Return of the Jedi, you know that one. You got to admit." And That's I'm like, next, "Nah, no." no. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Honey Boy? No, nope. I didn't watch that. You've seen Honey Boy, yeah? Yeah, I, I only watched like a quarter of it because it was so sad. It is a pretty sad yeah. movie. Like I wasn't in that that you know his dad. I was like, "Yuck!" I saw I that at the theater. Guy. What's that theater downtown? It was really cool though. It was like kind of an indie theater. What's Film streams, yeah, yeah. That's a really that's a really cool spot. Do you, do you watch movies down there? We we have there's one in Dundee. So okay, um, I think that's where I watched the mo- that Honey Boy at. Yeah. They have like little theaters mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool spot. I'd only been I remember there one seeing time. the trailer. We saw Uncut Gems there, but I liked it. Yeah, it kind of got mixed reviews. I don't know. I, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I really did. Um, well, cool. Yeah, just like cool to dig in on that stuff. Um, yeah, I think I think we can call it if you want. Um, yeah. Is there anything else like? Do you think recording, just filming everything is a good idea? No. <laughs> you don't? No. I don't think so. I. What are you going to do with it, first of all? Where are you going to put it? Um, well, I'm just big into B-roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. I call him B-roll. That's his B-roll, nickname. Yeah. I'm I like, mean, uh, that. that's a nice shot, but where's where's the B-roll yeah. around here? That's what I, I don't know anything about video production at <laughs> all. Right. So that's literally all I say to Austin. I'm like, this all looks good, but we don't have enough And then he does this motion B-roll. right here, Jeff. The, I'm like, you got to swoop, swoop <laughs> yeah, that in the there. Can we go low <laughs> to high and then high to low, please? Yeah. You're just directing it that way. I spend a lot of my day discre- like explaining to clients what B-roll means, so. Um, it's like my favorite word. Like I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, I like the B-roll there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All the all the cut betweens. I'm like, oh, a great B-roll. Yes, yes, but where's the B-roll? <laughs> yeah, I to answer your question, yes and no. I mean, some companies were they have a video library, so we're really pushing them to, or they have a photo library, so we're really pushing them to have a video library, so they can mm-hmm. go back to this thing. And a lot of think people think you produce one video and you're done, and you move to the next thing. You can go back with the same B-roll and the same. Interview content. He's got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's, he understands. He's in. But some people, to document everything, and there's just not going to, there's not a need for it, and it's kind of a. a it's, too be, much. it's too much. I, I, it is my goal that by this time next year, I will have a full-time camera crew. Like I want to have like legitimately like my whole day is just filmed. Like Tiger King. Yeah, but not like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but not like, like, like uh, I just like I, there's so many good conversations that spur up and like you don't know when they're gonna happen. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I don't want to. I don't know. I just think it would be super cool to just have your life documented. It would be. I mean, look at the Bulls. Look at the '95 Bulls. They just or nine, whatever year that was. They just had them document everything. I just think it's so amazing. Like, think about especially able- in the '90s, like to have that foresight. Yeah, that you know that wasn't an easy task with yeah. those cameras. Yeah, Ranch Bowl. Somebody should have done that at Ranch Bowl. Yeah, yeah, no one had even disposable cameras. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I think you should just document everything. Just for a year at least. Just for see how it goes. Yeah. Gary Vee has got me on this hook. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm literally going to record from, <laughs> like, like you get up, like, you come into my home and we start from get up to go. Yeah, like a Kardashian. Would that be incredible, though? I mean, there's mm, got to be some good terrible. footage there. You would want that for yourself? Oh, yeah. I, like, literally, my <laughs> whole thing is, like, I want to build this, like, personal brand. Like, that is yeah. my, that's what I was asking you about it. Because, I like, I just think it would be so amazing to, like, we're building this, this, I sell platform. Mm-hmm. And I, what I start to realize is so many people like that are in sales are losing. They're like, they, they don't believe in what they do. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, do you meet people like this? Yeah. They are incredible at what they do. Right. Right. Like they, they have the best brand, the best, and they don't want to sell it. Yeah. 
Like they're like, well, I don't, I'm not a sales guy. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 you don't have to sell it. You have to ask a reasonable rate for what you do. If you're the best, you should be the most expensive Yeah. and you should be very confident about that. And like, so like I really talk to a lot of people on the phone or, you know, anywhere. And we talk a lot about these concepts. I'm like, man, Oh, if I would have had that recorded, that would have been such a great piece of content to put out. Like there was such, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. link all that stuff up. And that's where I'm like, oh, that's why I really want to do this. Yeah. But there's so much like behind the scenes too, I guess. Like a phone calls, you have to have everything on speakerphone. And and then you'd have to have people sign waivers. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. To put waivers on, on everything. Yeah. Everything. Anybody, anything that you use to phone call wise, you blurt out logos, have to have people not wear logos on their shirts. Is this really that intense? <laughs> yeah. Because you, you never know what anyone that's looking for a buck would just, you know, sue you. Yeah. Well, wouldn't that be good exposure for their brand too? Well, some people would think it'd be more like more fun to take money from you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So yeah, that's, that's my goal. That's I want to, cool. I want to do this. I want to do this film crew. So we'll see. How we can goes. change their voice. Yeah. We'll like, you talk to you. What? We can change their voice with my talk boy. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Just have it. One, one second, I'm going to record this. Okay. Slow it down. <laughs> Hello, Zach Johnson. <laughs> That'd be some good content. I like where we're headed yeah. with this. Let's keep that in mind. Just put it on the talk whiteboard. Boy. Cool. So yeah, I was just I just wanted to pick your brain on all that stuff. Um, things that people are just getting into it. Do you think uh, iPhones, all this stuff, is just just as good? I mean, like to get started, do you think more is better than none? I mean, yeah, I think iPhones are good. I think a common a, a problem. This is, reminds me of the mid two thousand blogs as people would start them and they would do three posts and then they would just sit there, you know. So people, it's coming up with a big picture. Have a content calendar. Stick with it for a year. Give it time to work, you know. Right. Uh, it takes time to get results with some of this stuff. You can do a lot with a phone, do way more than we could before. Um, but if you're using a phone, if you're not using professional equipment, keep it short. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on. We'll have to do it again. For yeah, that's sure. Fun. I'll be, I'll be, I'll have more free questions so you can kind of have everything ready. I want to know films, documentaries, yeah. all that stuff. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me.